today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. Politics on this side of the border. Obviously, we're talking a great deal about what's going on with the Defense Minister Harjit Sajjan and uh, and the the fear that's being caused in the House of Commons about this. But uh, the Conservative Party, of course, is in the process of, of trying to elect a new leader for their party. Well, so are the NDP for that matter, too. But the Conservative uh, Convention and uh, leadership uh, race will actually wrap up before that one does. And it looks as if Maxime Bernier is in the lead. Uh, Bernier leads all candidates right now in fundraising for the first quarter of 2017. He has raised nearly twice as much as the next closest candidate, just over a million dollars. Uh, is this what's separating him from the pack? Does fundraising actually serve as a pretty uh, reliable barometer as to who's going to win this thing? Joining us to talk about the race is uh, Professor of uh, Political Science uh, Peter Grafe uh, from McMaster University. And uh, Peter, first of all, thank you for the time. Good to have you with us today. Good morning. Let me ask you, we haven't talked for a little while yet. Were you surprised by Kevin O'Leary's move last week? Uh, well, yes and no. <laughs> I mean... Uh, I wasn't that surprised that he decided not to run to the very end because it didn't seem like he was going to be running in any part of it. It was a very, <laughs> it was a very odd campaign. Uh, on the other hand, given how odd it was, uh, one wasn't, you know, one might have thought he would have just stayed on until the end. But uh, clearly, his heart wasn't in it. One wonders a bit why uh, he went to all the effort of putting together a kind of blue chip group of conservatives, including uh, Mike Harris, uh, former premier of Ontario to do the preparatory work for him and then and do the whole launch when he clearly wasn't committed to doing any campaigning. Yeah, well, that's the thing that always just I, I flummoxed me when I saw this and, and saw the way his campaign was evolving. And, you know, there, there was a number of studies that said, well, Ronald Lear could win this thing. He's way out ahead of everybody else at one point. That seemed to be almost a consensus opinion. But he didn't—I never got the sense he had his heart in this. Did he maybe have this epiphany, Peter, that, that you know what, there's a lot of more work to this thing than I thought there was? It could be, or maybe he felt, well, you know, I'll put my name out there, and uh, if there's a kind of wave or a rush towards me, then maybe I'll put in a bit more effort, and if there isn't, which there wasn't, I guess, uh, he'd step back. I mean, it's really hard to understand why people would invest the time and energy and the money as well in, in running a campaign when one isn't that serious about it. Uh, I mean, it's certainly, you know, uh, Kevin O'Leary's always someone who's been wanting to brand himself and have himself in the public eye, and maybe he was hoping that this would help in that way, but... Even there, it's hard to really think that because, uh, you know, a campaign that's not that successful or that looks like it's just being phoned in probably hurts one's image as much as helps it. Well, not just phoned in, but phoned in from long distance in Boston or New York most of the time because that's where he seemed to be spending most of his time. Yeah, well, I mean, again, it's uh, it's hard to it's hard to tell, you know, how one should take this. I mean, Kevin O'Leary's really sold himself as a successful businessman but that's really a character he plays on television more than his own business career, which was much more kind of patchy and up and down. And so, you know, it may be that he, he doesn't have the golden touch that he uh, wants us to believe he has. Does Maxime Bernier, does he have that golden touch? Uh, I'm not sure he has a golden touch, but I think his success in this campaign is a, is a sign of hard work uh, and persistent organization. Uh, I mean, compared to many other candidates in this race, he hasn't made a big splash. It wasn't like... Uh, Someone like uh, Kelly Leach, who was, you know, regularly in the paper uh, about her views on immigration. And it's not uh, someone like uh, Michael Chong, who's trying to expand, who might be a conservative. I mean, Maxime Bernier in many ways stayed under the radar in this race, but he had very good people organizing for him. And to date, that's shown up in terms of uh, seemingly high support. And, I mean, we don't really have public uh, available polls until Main Street comes out later today, but from the, the indications we have, it's done well in polls. And as you point out, 
probably the best indication of uh, success in one of these one-member, one-vote leadership races is money raised. And there he, he holds a commanding lead over the rest of the candidates. He's an interesting case, isn't he, Peter? Uh, this is a guy who, I haven't heard a whole lot of talk about this, who basically almost had to reinvent himself. I mean, he left the Harper cabinet, and I don't know if disgrace is too strong a word, but uh, there were some questionable uh, ethics questions asked about, you know, leaving uh, high-profile documents and, and confidential documents in his girlfriend's apartment, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, so there was a credibility issue, I guess, there at one stage, but that, that seems to have been pushed to the back now, and nobody seems to care much about that anymore. Yeah, it certainly has been forgotten in this race. I guess it was over a decade ago, so there's a way in which that gets forgotten. And, uh, I mean, that maybe he's reinvented himself as someone who seems uh, more sincere, uh, more uh, concerned about uh, doing, you know, the right thing, working hard at his, you know, at his job, uh, following the rules. But in terms of how his actual view of the world, I mean, he hasn't changed since then. He's been a consistent libertarian. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Bill Kelly Show weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.